Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about the quarterfinals of the men's and women's French Open. Uh, we're going to talk about it all, either most of the matches or all the matches uh, in depth, all coming up on today's show. All right, so Swiatek Falls uh, becoming the favorite was really becoming a fav- fan favorite and favorite to win this tournament, but now she has gone down in straight sets. Sakari has really been playing a very, very good tournament. Uh, made it into the f- when she got to the fourth round. That's the farthest that she's ever gotten. But now she's won her quarterfinal match, and now she's into the semis for the first time ever. Farthest she's ever gotten here at this major. Made it to the third round twice, but never this far. Um, and really, what the difference make make was really in this whole tournament is her belief, her fight. She it's just how. Her game is surrounded by, like, her scrappiness. Like, she's able to get to a lot of balls uh, and is really crafty and really creative with her shot making. Uh, had Swiatek on her heels at times uh, and really took advantage when, uh, for some reason, it didn't seem like she was moving as well in the second set. But Sakura really took advantage, uh, made stayed calm, uh, made sure she kept getting herself pumped up and really and gets – a very very big win against the twenty twenty year old Polish um, uh, favorite here at Roland Garros. Uh, she will play Krajcikova in the semifinals. Yes, I figured out how to say it. Uh, in a couple of days, uh, Krajcikova has also been having a very good tournament. Unseeded player coming in. That'll also be a very very good match. Uh, Sakari will really be looking to push for possibly winning this title. Uh, I think she has the ability to just to, her fight, her grit, her determination and will to win and confidence uh, can really just push anyone to win a match. And she has done that here. All right. So Polyuchenkova gets it done against Alina Rabakina, her doubles partner. Uh, today, or yeah. Well, yeah. Yesterday. Um, But in her 13 years on the tour, she has never made the semifinals of a major, and it took her seven tries. And the last time she even made it to the quarterfinals here at Roland Garros, it's been 10 years. But I guess all that matters now is that she's back there, wins it 9-7 in the third, um, and neither of them could break each other's serve. It was just very, very tight match. They obviously knew each other's games very, very well. Uh, they, were, they were even in points one on serve. Um, in which Rebecca was just ahead on first serve points, and and Pavlyuchenkova's second serve points were slightly better. Um, they 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 would have to take that first set to a tiebreaker, and then the third set nine seven. Um, they they broke each other twice early in the set in that third set, and then after that, the uh, second uh, Pavlyuchenkova broke back to get it back to three three. And then they would both hold on to their serves until Pavlyuchenkova led eight seven, and then um, uh, Pavlyuchenkova and then Pavlyuchenkova was always in Rabakina's service game, uh, but uh, Rabakina would always come back from fi- love fifteen, love thirty, fifteen thirty. Um, but in the sixteenth game of the set, Pavlyuchenkova had her one opportunity to g- break that serve at thirty forty, uh, and she took that. Um, well, she would not even have to return the ball. It's, you hate to see a player double fault uh, when they when they have when it's that when they they try so hard get that far into the match just to double fault the match point in a very very close 
uh, last set. Um, very disappointing for Repakina, but that was definitely a classic 9-7 in the third. Polychenko will now be playing tomorrow. Zidansek, who beat Paula Badosa earlier in, on Tuesday in three sets. Uh, so, uh, Krychikova uh, gets past um, uh, Coco Golf in only two sets. Now, she not only is she still in the semis for uh, women's singles, in women's doubles, uh, with Para uh, of America. Wait, no, that's who they're playing against. Uh, si- with Sinyakova, uh, both uh, Czech Republic uh, natives, uh, both playing still in the semifinals. But talk, it's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the the quarterfinals here against Coco Golf. Coco Golf uh, falls to Krajcikova seven six six three after really what is Golf losing. Uh, set points, and then, and then, really almost giving up in the second set, going down five zero, and it wasn't until she got back to five two where I really thought that she was trying really really hard to win again. She led three zero in the first set, then five three, and held five set points, but failed on all of them. And then she took advantage, winning. Uh, Krachikova took advantage, winning four. The last four points of that tiebreaker. And then in the second set, she got 15 consecutive points at one point. And that brought her to a 5-0 lead there in the second set. Um, but because and because of that uh, lead, it was even after uh, golf starts uh, really trying, playing really well again, it's, it's just too late. She got it back to 5-3. But it was too big of a hole to um, get out of. Uh, Krychikova had six match points, but she got it done in the end, uh, and she gets to the semifinals of Roland Garros for, I believe, the first time in her career. A very good win because, obviously, Goff has been just improving and improving, but great win for her. We'll play Maria Sakari, another player who has been hot. Um, beat, obviously, I just talked about it. Beat Shriantek in uh, 6-4, 6-4. Uh, in the quarterfinals. Tech, obviously a contender here, uh, but Krychikova gets it done over Coco Golf, uh, 7-6-6-3 after saving five set points in the first set, going down 3-0 and 5-0. Uh, uh, her fighting spirit and her confidence and her uh, uh, ability to not give up that set really pushed her to this victory. So, uh, Paula Bedosa uh, and Tamara Zidansek. Um, uh, so Tamara D- Zian- Zidansek, uh, ranked number 85, only 23 years of age, went seven five four six eight six in a very in in the in her first ever quarterfinal, I believe, and also two of the last four women at Roland Garros. Obviously, Shriantek last year um, have not won a tour level event. Until they won Roland Garros, um, and for all we know, tomorrow Zidansek could be uplifting that trophy next. I mean, just her ability to come back in matches. Like in the third round, she was playing Siniakova and uh, raced out to a 6-0 lead, and Zidansek came back, winning 7-6-6-2. And you'd think for a player on the younger end would possibly get down on themselves, maybe not have the experience to know what to do coming back in these types of matches. Um, but her, she's been able to do that. 
well, and I, I see her improving and improving as she gets older and more experienced. That was Vera versus uh, Davidovich Fokina. Uh, now, this was not a good match by any means. Uh, uh, six four six one six one for Zverev in just one hour and thirty six minutes. Um, uh, Davidovich Fokina had thirty seven unforced errors to Zverev sixteen, um, and only twenty one and only twenty one winners to Zverev's twenty six eighty five to fifty for Zverev in total points. Uh, he served uh, Zverev served seventy six percent uh uh of his first serve points and he won 57% of his second serve points also 60% of the break point opportunities he had and he had 15 opportunities um and that that just adds to Zverev uh, he, that's his third win against Davidovich Fokina and it's that's probably that's his this is now his best ever result at this tournament uh in 2018 and 2019 he made it to the quarters but now he is through to the semifinals to play Tsitsipas, um, that's probably going to be a very good match. But just the based off the way, ever since the first round, the way Zverev has been playing, he he's just been playing some lights out tennis. Um, uh, he had just for some more stats to show how dominant this match was for him. Uh, so, but Davidovich Fokina obviously did not have a great match. Uh, Zverev put a lot of pressure on his serve and a lot of pressure just on his shots and him in general. Uh, Davidovich Fokina only won 31% of his second serve points and only 48% of his first serve points. Only 48%. If if Zverev is getting 9 uh, or 15 break point opportunities and converting on 9 of them, and you're only serving 48%, um, only winning 48% of your first serve points, that's going to be very, very hard to win a match. Um. Very hard to win a match, especially against a top player like Alexander Zverev. Uh, Medvedev falls to uh, Stefan, a very hot Stefano Tsitsipas in only three sets. Now, what I thought could have been a very, like a classic for the ages. Um, well, um, that might have been a little dramatic. But but you get the idea. I mean, Medvedev and Tsitsipas, two players on the very younger side of the spectrum who really, I think, once the big three moves out in the next five years, five six seven years they are going to move in and take their place um possibly along with so many other players there's so many very good players that could be on top for a while but anyways back to the match now it's that that's only uh that's only Tsitsipas's second ever win versus Daniil Medvedev um but he gets it in really what could be a very important match because now Tsitsipas is into the semis playing Zverev playing for a spot for the title, um, uh, this Tsitsipas played just too good, really today for for uh for a very good player, obviously. And Medvedev, he he won 118 to Medvedev's 91 points. Uh, more winners and 20 less unforced errors. Medvedev had 43 winners to 44 unforced errors, and that can be a that can be, really be an Achilles heel in a match that you know is going to be tough like this one. Uh, just CC Pass's very good serving continues. Uh, 73% on his first serve and 75% on his second serve. Um, that, but now the other thing is that you know 
that Tsitsipas is going to have a wave of confidence because you know how much he wants to win. I mean, for both of these players, uh, after this match, Medvedev even said, it feels like a disappointment if I don't win the tournament. But but Tsitsipas at one point had won 17 matches in this clay, straight matches in this clay season. And then he lost in the final, a very close, very good match against, obviously, King of Clay, Rafael Nadal. Um, and you just, I kind of feel like even then, and for Medvedev, it's still a good result for him because because even then, he had never made it out of the first round here, 0-4. But uh, so I, I would be, I, if I were him, I'd be happy with my result here. Obviously, you you wouldn't have much confidence coming in to this tournament because you, you haven't had any success here, like, at all. Um, but Tsitsipas will now move on to the semis uh, of a very important match, playing for a spot in the final against Zverev. And they will take on Djokovic or Nadal. Obviously, you expected them to be there. Nadal takes out uh, Diego Schwartzman, which has been a very, very good Diego Schwartzman, especially in this tournament as of recently. Because coming into this tournament, obviously, until he lost to Nadal today, he had not dropped a set um, in this tournament at all. And you would think there's no way he's come. Diego Schwartzman is coming into this tournament with a, a three match losing streak, but that. That's what he has. He obviously just turned it around, or something came off in his head, or something. It's a, it's a major. Uh, you gotta, you, you're gonna, especially with a top player like Schwartzman, you're gonna bring your A game, your top tennis, uh, in in a major because that's where it's most important. Really, uh, would you rather win a major or a regular tournament? Obviously, it would be great to win a regular tournament, but it's a major. So, um, but yeah, uh, so Nadal gets it done six three four six six four six zero. The first set he has dropped. Since the 2019 final against Dominic Team, I believe it was 35 sets. Um, but after after uh, dropping that second set, it was really Nadal got down to business. It was like some freight train coming straight through the station. He gets it six four six zero in the third and fourth set. Um, it's, there was not much else to say other than that. Um, but for some for some stats on this match. The stats will really tell you like another match that's just been dominated by Nadal. Nadal had six aces, uh, 66% or 73% first serve points won and 68% won on his second serve. In aces, double faults, first serve in, etc., etc., he led in all of those categories against Schwartzman. Um, now he had 44 winners to 29 unforced errors, and Schwartzman had 35 winners to 39 unforced errors. Um, the not it's just Nadal uh, advances to the to the uh, semifinals. Will probably have to play slightly better against a very very good. Well, why am I saying very very good? We already know who Novak Djokovic is. Um, but. But Djokovic has been having a very good tournament, obviously shaking a couple of matches. But Nadal wins total points 108 to 77. He played a very good match because obviously Diego Schwartzman is very, very good. But he will probably have to play a slight bit better because Djokovic is just on another level, obviously part of that big three. Um, and you already know that Djokovic will be coming for Nadal this time after Nadal beat him a couple of tournaments ago and uh, beat. Nadal beat him back in that October final, 6-0, 6-2, 7-5, not even close. Um, 
But yeah, so Nadal moves on to semis. We'll play Novak Djokovic. Just kind of weird seeing them playing in the semis instead of the final because you got Medvedev uh, at number two instead of number three and Nadal at number two. Now, obviously, with the new draw, uh, well, not new draw, but different draw based off of the fact that Medvedev is now number two, um, uh, Djokovic and Nadal will play in the semifinals now after Djokovic gets it done in three hours and 28 minutes. Uh, three hours and 28 minutes for a four-set match. Uh, really what it came down to at the end, Djokovic was starting to get frustrated yelling at his box, but just Berrettini in that final game that went to deuce when he needed to force the tiebreaker for the fourth set, uh, it all came down to the fact that his slice broke, his backhand slice broke down, his his forehand broke down. It, he he might have felt nervous under the pressure because now he's only 25 years old, and it's it's I know he's top 10, but this is kind of a bigger moment for a younger player. And when you're playing someone like Novak Djokovic with 18 Grand Slams, all the experience and just how much success he's had in his career, it can really be it can really get you nervous. It can, it can make you um. And give you the jitters even, um, but he wins. Uh, Djokovic wins six three six two six seven seven five, um, and so that's that will make him play against Rafael Nadal uh, in in the semifinals. One more thing before we talk about stats, I I think Berrettini in that final game, which which really was the really could have been the difference maker because had Berrettini been able to grab that game and get through that tiebreaker with Djokovic frustrated, he could have been in much better shape for for the he could have been in much better shape for the tiebreaker or for the fifth set and possibly had a chance to move on. Uh because that serve obviously we know it's very good. His max serve yesterday was two hundred sixteen Ks. Um and and it was very good when Djokovic had match points. He would that serve would bear, bail him out really, but then he just couldn't get it done with his ground strokes in that final game. Uh, Djokovic had ten aces to Berrettini's eleven, hundred fifty three points to Berrettini's hundred and twenty three. Uh, another thing is how I know it's Djokovic, but how can you hit seventy one winners to only nineteen unforced errors? He hit four winners for every unforced error. Berrettini had more than 50 unforced errors, which against a guy like Djokovic, who obviously great return, um, he's probably one of the best best footwork on tour, obviously got to have really good footwork uh, to be number one. But but he that's you can't have that many unforced errors against a top guy like Djokovic. Uh, and Berrettini had three breakpoint opportunities and converted on zero of them. And for Djokovic, he converted on four of nine breakpoints. But I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, and I'll talk to you next time on Fast Break Sports. NBA should be coming tomorrow.